live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. 612 on this Wednesday morning. Great to have you with us so early. Did you have a favorite book when you were a kid? Either one or two books Ooh. that like you just like tore the pages off of? I read through The Hobbit a couple of times. That's an actually much easier read than most J.R. or Tolkien books. Yeah, I guess when you start talking about like when you're reading your own books or like really reading when you finally find a book like that you actually got through. Right, yeah. Like that you weren't forced to read. You were excited to pick it up. Yeah, that's in there. For me, I, I suppose in that genre would be Wrinkle in Time. I think that was a trilogy. There were a number of them. Remember okay. they made the movie a few years back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But for me, like if you said, what was your favorite book as a kid? For sure it is... Where the wild things are. Oh, fantastic. remember that one? Yeah, Maurice Sendak won Absolutely. the Caldecott Medal for the all the illustrations. Bring it up because today is National Read a Book Day, and I'm not a big fan of the National Day of this, that, or the other. Like, who decides this and whatever? <laughs> but it just got me thinking about that, and you know how for so many of us, there's that that book when you were a kid that like got you excited about reading, and that so you was like the one. tore the cover off that one. You just read it and read it and read it. I think the Tosa Library was ready to give it to me. It was like, just <laughs> renew, renew, renew. Look, Vince, why don't you just take this Why don't you just take this? There's not much left of it. (laughs) Looks like what your boy pulled out of the box, the 200-year-old time capsule, just dust. (laughs) Just nothing, just silt. (laughs) I could probably go gate to gate on that book still, too, because the thing I was super excited to do when we had kids was then introduce the book to them and read it over and over again. That's always awesome when you you read your favorite kid books to your kids when they're young. Oh, that's great. The night Max wore his wolf suit and made mischief of one kind and another. His mother called him Wild Thing. I'll eat you up, Max said. So he was sent to bed without eating anything. How long is the segment? Keep going. (laughs) I could. I don't know if there's a book like that for you. Old National Bank talk and text line 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. Would love to hear what yours was. 614 Sports coming up next. Six twenty-three, Wisconsin's morning news. We have Dad of the Year here, Eric. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about this guy. Uh, so this is a um, a blogger slash social media influencer, and I, I love the influencers. Uh, Isaac Colavecchio is his name. He's got a couple of different DadWise.com channels and different social media posts and whatnot. And he had this tip for husbands or for dads. We need to stop asking our wives if there's anything we can do to help. What we should do instead is look around the house, analyze the situation, and then just tackle the first thing that seems to be interfering with the peace of the household. <laughs> so instead of being Fair told enough. what to do, just do the thing that obviously needs to be done. Like, don't report for duty to the foreman. <laughs> yeah. Like, this obviously is your all of your stuff. Right. I can help you with your stuff. Right. Which is, okay, I get I get where he's coming from there. Does Brian ask for orders, Debbie? What was that? I'm sorry? Uh, does Brian ask for orders? Do you like it when he asks you to tell him what to do? <laughs> um, Not really, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> not really. Well, I, don't, I don't think so. So Isaac goes on to say... So instead of making your wife stop what she's doing and delegate you a task for how you can support her... Just look around. See what needs to be done. If there's dishes in the sink, do the dishes. If the kids are being crazy, take them outside and run them around. 
If the floor needs to be swept, through the floor. If the dinner needs to be made, make the dinner. Look around. Use your eyes. <laughs> he does that. My he just does, does stuff? do that. He just does stuff. So that's good. All right. Okay. Let me let me let me introduce two caveats to that. <laughs> okay. Just, number one, just want to make sure that it gets noticed, though. Like, where do I put down that I get, you know, a little check mark that's, for... See, that's an interesting point. Out. Yeah, just an FYI. I right, did right. Do that. I Not did to do just the self-satisfaction that you got something done that well, there, needed to get done. Yeah, there is that, but I just, I just want to make sure <laughs> that it's little, noted. A little something-something. <laughs> right. Can I just make sure it's noted? Yeah, yeah. And then the other was, I actually came on a situation like this. I'm walking by a laundry basket with the laundry that was done. It's in the living room. My wife, obviously, had intended to fold it. I walk by. I start folding it. Like, I got this. Oh, very nice. I got in a little bit of trouble for that. She's like, I had a plan for that. I was going to do it. It was going to go with this. Whatever. Now I'm messing up the plan that was already in place. She's like, And I'm asking questions. Where does this go? Where does that go? She's like, just give it to me. <laughs> it's just less stress. If You're you not helping, actually. You meant right. well. It's like when the kids help cook. Mm. Right. Let mm. me just give me that. Let me just do that. So I got I to, I don't know. This I, I generally do ask, though. I'll be like, hey, you know, do you want me to jump on this quick? Do you want me to do that? And uh, that would be nice to ask. I mean, it's not bad. I don't know. According to Isaac here, Debbie, you shouldn't even ask. We're supposed to just do. Well, what if there is a plan like what Vinny said? Right. You could get in trouble. That's happened also. (laughs) Hey, hon, would you like me to fold these things? No, I have a plan for that. No, I got a plan for it. Okie doke. You're more trouble than you're worth today. Six forty-three, Wisconsin's morning news this Wednesday morning. Wisconsin Northwoods rocking these days. How about this? Did you see this? News that poison frontman Brett Michaels, who has a show coming up this weekend in the Green Bay area, was kicking around crivets over the holiday weekend. Yeah, he was. He blunt right in up there. Right? On the heels, of course, Kiss played Crandon last week Friday. That's right. That's Forest right. County Potawatomi put that on at the raceway up there. Heard that was a hell of a show. So Michaels posted to his Instagram, I did a complete surprise attack on mom today in Crivets, Wisconsin. What an incredible town and incredible lake. I want to thank Wisconsin Bob, my stepdad, for helping me truly surprise mom. People there are great. Love the lake. I'm going to... Here's more. I'm surprising everyone next summer. I'm going to pick a date and we're going to do a big concert in Crivets. Yes. There we go. We'll take you, buddy. Walkie Journal Sentinel posted that uh, Instagram and... Some of the other things about it. He does have a show coming up Friday in, depends on how you look at it. It's Green Bay, but it's Ashwaubenon or wherever. There's, okay. a, there's a small baseball stadium. Like Think like the Milkmen, the Dock Hounds, like that type of baseball, the Chinooks up there. Mm-hmm. So they got a baseball stadium. It's just down Holmgren Way. If you know Stadium View, everybody knows Stadium View, right? Holmgren Way is that street that runs parallel to Oneida. And they got this baseball park there. So that's where the Brett Michaels show is going to be. It's got D. Snyder from Twisted Sister going to be there. One of the guys from Foreigner, one of the guys from Journey going to be there. Says he's going to mash out all the hits. Here's Brett Michaels again. And it's going to be a true Green Bay, all hits, all killer, no filler night at the stadium. (laughs) Where would he play in Crivets? I'm embarrassed to admit I don't know exactly the the full venue rundown of Crivets. Just outside. (laughs) Somewhere. (laughs) Just on the lawn. You got a lot of land. Yeah. Some bar will host him, right? Put up a big old stage. That'd be great. Got some land out back. Pave over the volleyball courts for a night or whatever. You don't need to pave anything. Come on. Hook up a system and you're good. Why not, though? Like, it's beautiful up there. So if you have, you know, 
you have access and you have reason to be up there. Make some easy money. Right. Not, it's not expensive. And we'll take you, buddy. 645 in Wisconsin's Morning News. on Wisconsin's Morning News. So later this month, Waukesha is going to flip the switch and they're going to start pulling drinking water for all the city of Waukesha and its customers from Lake Michigan. This is a decades-long project and idea that required all sorts of legislative approvals and government approvals and write-offs and sign-offs and everybody's okay with it. And it's a Herculean task. they got to suck the water out of the lake, get it all the way out to Waukesha. Then Waukesha has to treat the water and return it to Lake Michigan. That's part of the agreement. We bring in our teammate from 1017 The Truth, Dr. Ken Harris, this morning. Good to see you, sir. I don't know if I'm great because I'm talking about something as important as water or I've sunk to the level of we're talking about water. (laughs) (laughs) What's more critical? Basic human need. And Waukesha was like out of water. What Completely and totally. Right, they were drained. You know, they got their drinking water from a from a deep deep aquifer that right, was right. very low, and now it's tainted with radium levels that are not mm-hmm. acceptable for drinking. They needed to find a solution, right. and this is the one they found. And so it took them how long to get it? And so now you get an extra hundred and fifty four bucks on your water bill quarterly, right? So you're talking six hundred dollars a year that you're going to pay. But is your life worth six hundred dollars? I'd say yes. Well, and it's been pointed out, too, and I've got family who lives in Waukesha County. They, everybody has a water softener out there. Yeah. And now you won't need that. I mean, we're on city water, obviously, in my house, and it's solid. No yeah. no water softener in my house. <laughs> so you'll you'll save on that, I suppose. Absolutely, absolutely. But either way, like, they were out of options. Either way, they were out of options. We're, we're talking a lifetime of possible um, getting cancer from a carcinogen that, I mean, just living with the stress alone. Would have added to your health bills, your mental health, all that. I think six hundred bucks is good. The city will make four point eight. City of Milwaukee yeah, selling between three point eight, four point eight million. So you think the Great I Lakes region will end up being like, like play? Arizona? Yes. Well, it'll be like where people go. Like fifty years from now, will this be like the high value area in the country because of the Great Lakes? Yes. I I, I would definitely say yes. Has to be right. Like fresh water is yeah. the new oil. Well, but but you also remember that, you know, you've got Ontario, you've got Quebec, you've got all these places that have these water packs, and they're going to control water. I mean, UWM saw it and started their, their water institute because they know in X amount of years, everything that's that's interior that doesn't have an artery like a river, you're you're pretty much going to be out of luck. What about the political ramifications, Ken? Because there was some pushback. The city initially denied selling water to Waukesha. Once they got all the approvals, city of Milwaukee said, no, we're not going to sell you the water. And I feel like that was a little bit of Milwaukee didn't want Waukesha to grow. There's always been that sort of, you know, contentious relationship between suburbs and city. And mm-hmm. Oak Creek stepped in and said, all right, fine, we'll sell it to you. And then Milwaukee was like, wow, if it's going to happen anyway, <laughs> oh, we'll I'll, take I'll the money. It. Well, I think it comes down to Milwaukee, their, their old um, <clears throat> adage of being the state of Milwaukee. They want to do everything their way. They don't care what anybody else says. And now they're at the precipice of falling over a cliff because they don't have enough money. So now it makes sense. 
It's not I, and I maybe you'll <laughs> call me an ignorant suburbanite, but I think what's good for the region is good for everybody, and I think this is good for the region. In some points, yes, but what's it going to take? I mean, once people start saying, "Hey, your pipe runs through my town, you got to pay me." Hey, you, you know, then then it starts to get you know risk averse, and so you you have to eventually figure out how much our our walk people that live in Waukesha. Knowing that I'm moving to Waukesha and my water bill's gonna triple, I'm I'm not gonna go. Yeah, you're still saving money on Milwaukee County taxes though. <laughs> right. Gee, thanks. <laughs> Six fifty-eight. <laughs> Business headlines are up next. They're sponsored by Old National Bank. Get old.